Hello, everyone. Today, I wanted to talk about something you should actually focus on if your goal is weight loss. And I realize how overwhelming things can be when people are like, oh, in order to lose weight, you need to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, and the list just goes on and on. And you're like, I barely have enough time to comb my hair and brush my teeth, let alone, you know, do this or eat this or take that and get that superfood in and what the heck am I supposed to do? There's no hope. And so, yes, there are some things that they are going to take effort. They are going to take work on your part. But at the same time, whether your goal is weight loss or not, these are things that are beneficial for your overall health. And these are sufficient sleep. When you are not getting enough sleep, think about what happens with your eating, what happens with your energy levels. When I'm tired, it's a lot easier for me to kind of just feel like, ugh, let's just get delivery. Let's just go out to eat. Or let me just eat all of this because I am so tired and so hungry, I'm essentially going to replace my sleep with food. And so sleep is really important. And I would say if you can aim to get, you know, seven and a half to nine hours a night, that will do wonders for your energy levels, for your stress levels, and even for your eating and your food choices. All right, something else that is actually really important and a lot of people disregard, and that is your stress management. Because once again, what happens to most of us when we're stressed? And I've talked about this before, emotional eating, stress eating, where you're just like, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm super stressed. I'm super emotional. I'm just going to go eat this. This will make me feel better. So first of all, the problem is that we're reaching for food to make us feel better. But second, that... um we're, we're having such a high level of stress that we think this is going to be a solution. And I mean, I, I get this. I think a really clear example of stress is like if I'm watching TV and it's like an action scene where something really stressful is happening, if I happen to be munching on popcorn, the rate at which I eat the popcorn drastically speeds up. And I'm just like, okay, Nikki, let's put this down. Let's wait for this scene to be over, and then you can resume eating your popcorn like a human and not like someone's going to take it away from you. So stress management is something that's really important, and when it comes to how you manage that, there are lots of different ways, and I think this is something that a lot of us negate and ignore, and we just go through the motions. But I've talked about this before. I've talked about this you know, in being a girl boss and being self-employed and just life in general. Your stress impacts you. It impacts your immune system. It impacts your energy levels, your ability to be a kind human, to make good eating choices. And so figuring out what helps you to de-stress is important. It might be journaling. It might be meditation. It might be breathing exercises. It might be, you know, making sure you're ending your screen time well before bed But it has to be something that you do prioritize and make sure you are actually paying attention to it long term. All right, number three, weight lifting. If your goal is to lose weight and to work on your body recomposition, weight lifting is amazing for this. When you're building muscle and losing fat, your body composition changes. You get to see the muscles you're you're working hard for. You get to um, build your confidence 
And those strength gains are great for our overall health, but also our mental well-being. Now, in addition to weightlifting, depending on um, your comfort levels, how much weight you have to lose, walking. And I think a lot of people really underestimate how important walking is, but getting in your daily steps, whether it's, you know, 6,000, 7,000, 10,000, 15,000, whatever your goal is, that's a really, really important thing to do because it also helps you to de-stress, but that also improves your neat energy levels. And that is how many calories you burn throughout the day, because most of us are going through the day, driving to work, sitting at work, driving home, sitting in front of the TV. And we're like, weight loss is so hard. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're not doing anything. Or you've decided to work out twice a week and just assume that sitting the rest of the, the week will be sufficient. It's not for most of us. And so I know this working from home. I know that if I don't make an effort to go for a walk by two o'clock, I can have less than 500 steps. And that's not ideal. Uh, One example I like to give to my clients about the importance of daily steps is when we are at home in Canada, I, if I don't make an effort to get my steps in and I get, you know, maybe five or 6,000 steps a day, then between working from home, even though I work out, I'd say five days a week, pretty consistently, my calories that I eat is probably three or 400 calories less than when we are in Europe. And I walk to the office, I walk to the gym, I walk to get groceries, I walk everywhere. And I'm getting at least 12 to 15,000 steps in a day. So between being more active and walking places, I'm not training more when we're away. I'm working at the same amount, but I'm physically moving more. And when I move more, I burn more calories. And because I'm burning more calories, I get to eat more calories to maintain my weight. And so this is where I'm like, don't write off how important walking is. And I think especially for people who are, you know, have a a larger amount of weight to lose and they're like, okay, well, you know, I want to start working out. I want to go to these like cardio hit classes and I want to do all these things. And I'd say that is absolutely fantastic, but don't write off how important walking is and make sure that however you do choose to exercise, that you're going to be doing so in such a way where you're not going to injure yourself, hurt your knees. Um, I mean, I have a hard time doing burpees, let alone if you are someone who has, you know, mobility or joint issues, or, you know, if you do have more weight to lose, jumping around and putting that kind of impact on your knees, while as good intentioned as it can be, isn't necessarily going to be the best thing for you long-term because it can lead to injuries or pain. And when that happens, then you end up not being able to work out at all. And so I use my parents as a great example for this. Both of my parents are retired. They're, my dad's in his 80s. My mom's uh, just turned 70 last year. And they walk every day. My mom will have anywhere from like, I don't know, 10 to 25,000 steps a day. And they don't go to any kind of fancy gyms or have any kind of fancy equipment at home. All they're doing to maintain their weight and their health is walking. And so definitely don't write that off. It's a really important thing for all of us to be doing. And do try to set your expectations realistically. So if you are currently getting, you know, 3,000 steps a day, aim for 3,500 or 4,000. Don't all of a sudden aim for 10,000 because 
10,000 takes a lot of work to get to. And depending on how much you move throughout the day, it will take more work than other people who get to, you know, walk to the bus, walk to the metro, uh, take the stairs, all those kinds of things. So set yourself up for success and set your expectations in such a way where you're going to feel like you've really accomplished them. Okay, next one. Protein and veggies. People are going on about supplements and what should I do and what should I take? And I'm like, protein and veggies. That's a really important one. If you're focusing on getting your protein in at every single meal and getting at least, you know, I'd say half a plate of veggies at one meal. And even if you can throw some veggies into another meal, ideally I'd say veggies at lunch and dinner and maybe a snack. You're, you're on your way. That's really important for your overall health and will absolutely help you to lose weight because vegetables are a lot less calorie dense than a lot of the other foods we're eating. And how you choose to prepare them is up to you. I would say, if you can though, avoid covering them in sauce and soaking them in butter. Um, but the air fryer is a great option too, or baking them, stir fries, roasting them, or eating them raw. All right, water intake. People are always trying to, you know, do all these low calorie options. And I'm just like, water, water's great. It's free for most of us. I mean, here um, in Vancouver, we drink it from the tap, but yeah, it's, it's a great low calorie option and it's really, really beneficial for you. And there were some studies done where essentially, um, a group of participants, what they did was consume or they drank 500 milliliters or half a liter of water before their meals. And they were allowed to eat, you know, regularly, but over time, they were able to lose more weight than the group who did not consume that much water before their um, meals, simply because, well, if you consume that much water, you're not going to be physically able to eat as much food. And also, I think a lot of the times, as someone who used to be very dehydrated, um, I can tell you when I'm dehydrated, I will eat and snack on a lot more things because I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like I need something. Chances are it's water. And now that I've been much better at having more water, and for me personally, I used to get really, really savage migraines where I'd be like, my head hurts so much. Leave me in the dark. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Once I started increasing my water intake, now I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you to do this. Um, but for me personally, that made a world of difference. I hardly ever get headaches now. I am aware though that on days when I'm not working out, my water intake isn't nearly as good as it used to be. I mean, as days when I do work out. And so that's something I have to be mindful of because I've noticed I do sometimes get headaches on non-training days simply because I'm not drinking enough water. So definitely make sure you're drinking your water and setting your up setting yourself up for success in order to drink that water. So little things that can help and recommendations that I make to clients would be, you know what, if you got two water bottles, fill them up first thing in the morning or the night before and have them ready to go, bring them to work with you, leave them on your desk, and it will constantly be a visual reminder. Alternatively, you can get one of those free water drinking apps, which are super annoying, but can help or simply set alarms on your phone throughout the day for different times. For example, 10.30, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and make sure you've consumed a certain amount of water um, by that time each day when your alarm does go off. So 
Yeah, that's kind of the last one. In addition to the most important one for what will actually help you lose weight, and that is a calorie deficit. People get so caught up on their meal timing, their supplements, you know, the perfect macro split, eliminating food groups or finding the best diet that they completely ignore what's most important, and that is a calorie deficit. When someone goes on a new diet and they have a lot of of success with it, it's not the diet itself that resulted them in losing weight. And let me explain that a little (laughs) better. And that is whatever the diet encouraged them to do or encouraged them to do less of is what helped them to get into a calorie deficit, which helped them to lose weight. So when people, for instance, go low carb, they drastically cut reduce the amount of carbohydrates they take, which for a lot of us is a big part of our day. So if you are cutting back on a food group, well, you're eating less. And if you're eating less, chances are higher that you're in a calorie deficit. And that calorie deficit is what will in turn help you to lose weight. So it's not that keto is amazing in a a miracle kind of diet. For some people, it works really, really well. They can include a lot of foods they like and enjoy. Uh, They can adhere to it long-term and being able to enjoy food they like and not feel deprived allows them to stick with it long-term, which allows them to remain in the calorie deficit, which allows them to make progress. And so the same goes for anything else, right? If you are able to be in a calorie deficit, you will see progress. So focus a lot less on all those other little things, you know, the best thing to eat, the best carbohydrate, the best protein source. Yes, prioritize protein, prioritize vegetables, make sure you're getting your steps in, but focus on, focus less on finding, you know, the best and perfect way to do something and focus on more, focus more on what you're actually eating and what you're consuming and how you're feeling. Because if you're feeling good and you're feeling energized and, successful, you're going to feel a lot more positive as opposed to if you pick a diet where you're not, you know, you're constantly feeling like, I failed today. Didn't work either. I didn't do very well. I ate that. I'm not supposed to. When you're constantly doing that and feeling not very successful, it really just kind of wears you down. And I don't know about you, but that kind of gets me to the point when I just want to give up and throw in the towel. And so I personally would recommend instead of, you know, choosing the next and newest fad diet, thinking about lifestyle changes, what lifestyle changes are going to help you get in control of your calories. And this is why, I mean, I did record a podcast on this that you can listen to why I suggest a lot of people try tracking their calories for a week. Where, where is your food coming from? What's your protein intake like? Are you consuming mostly fat and carbs? I know I was when I tracked for the first time. I had barely any protein, mostly carbohydrates, mostly fat. And before I tracked, I was like, I'm doing a great job. And when I was able to become aware of what I was eating and where my calories were coming from, it was a lot easier for me to actively make choices about my food and where I was getting my calories, which really helped me to change my relationship with food, include foods I like, and at the same time, see results and maintain those results, which is the most important thing. 
Because yes, you can achieve a calorie deficit through extreme means, but you cannot maintain those extremes long term. And so while you might be able to drop 10 pounds very drastically, chances are you are not going to keep that weight off because your approach is too extreme and not one that you can actually stick to for the duration of your life, nor should you have to. So hopefully that's a little bit of a food for thought as to what actually to focus on. And that was just a little recap, sufficient sleep, your stress management, incorporating weightlifting, getting your steps in by walking, protein and veggies, focusing on water, and most importantly, a calorie deficit. That's going to be the most important thing for you if you're trying to lose weight. All right, that's the wrap, folks. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram for more fitness and nutrition tips. My Instagram handle is at justget.fit. Or if you'd like to apply for one-on-one nutrition coaching, you can do this and email me at nikki at justget.fit. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe.